In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In a weird way, this parable reminds me of water. I'm sure you've all had this experience. If you've ever ran a house or repaired anything, you, you know water will always make its way through. Any little crack in the ceiling and it rains, water will get through that crack. There's very, very hard to stop water when it's raining. Water is like that. It travels and it seeks a place, it, seek, it seeks a hole, it seeks a crack that it can get through. And if there's any little thing, it gets through that crack and then it makes that crack bigger and bigger until it starts pouring down if you don't take care of it right away. This is just the nature of water. I see the word of God like that as it's described in the parable today. God and Jesus in the, in the parable says, a sower went out to sow and the way he describes it is the sower just kind of throws the seeds everywhere. And now later on we understand that the seed is the word of God, the word of the kingdom of God. The word of God, Jesus comes to bring it into the world and the way that he does it is he just spreads it all over the place doesn't really, is not paying attention to where it lands, it just goes all over the place. Some, sometimes it lands on hard ground, sometimes it lands among thorns, sometimes in the scorching heat, whatever it is. And then sometimes on good soil. It just goes everywhere. Why do I say it's like water? Because this is the way the word of God works. The way that Jesus is describing it is that he spreads the word of God everywhere because the word of God is looking for a home. The word of God is looking for a crack in the ground, which later on is interpreted as our hearts. The word of God is looking for a little tiny opening, even the smallest of cracks, like water, to go into and then make that little crack bigger and bigger and bigger as it grows. The way I read this parable is like that. Our hearts are compared to the type of ground. So Jesus, using this parable, is saying, well, it's not that God doesn't speak to us like we often say. Oh, I don't hear God. I don't know what God is saying. I don't know what God wants. Why doesn't God make it more obvious? It's not God's fault at all. In fact, that's the reason why when, when he, Jesus asked a question by the disciples, why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus says, well, it's not, it's not my fault. You know, it's their fault. They're, they're dull of hearing now. This people's heart is far from me. They see, but they don't perceive. They hear, but they do not understand. Why? Lest they turn for me to heal them. They, the hearers of the word of God, avoid perceiving, avoid understanding the word of God because they reject healing. Why do people reject healing? Doesn't, it, doesn't healing sound good for everybody? Well, yeah, until we realize that healing requires work, until we realize that healing requires change, it requires a changing of my mind, a changing of my habits. I have behaviors that are bad for me and I need to heal from them and therefore I need to get rid of my bad habits. Somebody has a gambling problem, an addiction, and you tell them to stop gambling, they're not going to buy it. They'll close their hearts even to the word of God, no matter the consequences. Somebody has an alcohol addiction, a drug addiction, a sex addiction, anything like that. 
You know, everything sounds good for every one of us until we start to talk about our fears and our addictions. It's very easy for every one of us to say, yes, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in one God, three persons in one God, the most complicated thing ever. And, and everybody says, yes, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They understand it, they believe it, it's easy. But the second you tell them, oh, contraception is a, is a, is a sin, you can't use contraception, you can't have an abortion, you can't have sex before marriage. The, the, the second you say something like that, all of a sudden it's, oh, but this is what everybody's doing now. How can the church teach something like this? Very easy to believe that God became a human being and then all of a sudden saying that using a pill is wrong that would prevent conception. Now all of a sudden we can't believe the church on this. It's a bizarre thing, but it explains what Jesus is saying in the, in the parable. Why do I speak to them in parables? Because don't, what Jesus says in another part of the gospel, don't throw your pearls before swine. Sometimes people having hardened their hearts against what God desires don't deserve anymore to hear the word of God. That's an unfortunate thing, but that's not God's fault, you see. It's, it's the fault of we when we harden our hearts, and that's what the explanation of the parable is about. But remember, God always wants to enter somebody's heart. The word of God is spread everywhere, even, even among the path, the hard path. It has no entrance, but there it is, spread even to the hard path, hoping to find a crack. It's spread among thorns, hoping to survive the thorns. Well, that's on us. Our hearts is the ground, are the ground that Jesus is talking about. Now, the way I read this parable is that it's a sequential thing. It's a progressive thing. There are three types of ground, three types of hearts. The path, which presumably is like a, think of like a, a concrete path, something like that, that doesn't have any, any soil, it's just a path. There's the rocky ground, where it's shallow, it doesn't have depth of soil, so it's the, the word of God doesn't really get in there very easily. And then there's the, the thorns. These are the three types of hearts that the word of God is planted into but cannot bear fruit. The way I read this is it's progressive. Maybe our hearts start off like the people that Jesus is talking about that don't understand parables, that don't understand the mysteries of the kingdom because our hearts are dull. Maybe we start off as the path. But the word of God is like water, you see, and it's going to find some entry somewhere. It's going to try desperately because God wants to speak with your heart. He wants to speak with every single one of us. He desires it. He died for it, in fact. So it's like water. It's going to find an entry. It's going to try. Only we can stop it from growing. Even if that ground, even if that heart is as hardened as, a, as asphalt, for example, even if that heart is extraordinarily hardened like concrete, the word of God will look for a little crack and it'll try to enter. Now, if we completely avoid it altogether, well, then the consequence is what Jesus says. The evil one comes and snatches it away immediately. That's very easy to do. 
But if there's a little crack, a little vulnerability, a little weakness on our part where we say, let me hear what God has to say, then the word of God, like water, will find that crack and enter into it. And then maybe it'll become more like rocky ground, where at least there was a crack, something got planted in there, and that's good, and it kind of springs up a little bit, that's better than a path, and the word of God is trying to get deeper and deeper, but we can stop that too. When we, dis- when we decide that we're just going to become shallow, that we're not going to meditate on what God says, on the word of God, on scripture, we're not going to pray when things get a little bit hard, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, when things get difficult, and we're called by God to pray, to carry our crosses, to offer things up in love, to receive even bad things from people in the name of love for God's sake, when things get hard like that, and we decide just to give up altogether, that's the rocky ground where the sun comes up and scorches the seed. We can decide to do that. We can decide to stop listening to God when things get hard. We can decide when somebody slaps us on the cheek to not listen to Jesus when he tells us, give them the other one as well. We can decide in that moment, the word of God is not going to bear any fruit in my heart. I'm, this guy slapped me in the cheek, I'm going to slap him back. That's a decision that we make. But if we decide to go further, if we decide that we are going to be depth of heart, we're going to be deep in our accepting the word of God, the difficulty doesn't stop. Now let's say the, our hearts went from being a hardened path to rocky ground, now it's going to be a path that is surrounded by thorns. And the thorns are, like Jesus says, the cares of riches, the cares of the world, desires of the flesh, all these kinds of things. That is a deeper temptation. That is a more difficult thing to endure. And the word of God is like water trying to get deeper and deeper into our hearts. So it has to go through that part as well. At that moment, when we have to decide... Is it better to be embarrassed and listen to the word of God, imitate Christ and the saints, be laughed at by people when we pray before a meal in public, when we don't participate in the activities that everybody else participates in, when we disagree with people and the way that they teach and the philosophy of the world in the name of our faith? And we were mocked because we believe certain things, because we act in certain ways, because we do certain things according to our faith. When we're mocked for it, do we endure or do we say, I can't handle the embarrassment and the shame? And thus become truly an end in a path surrounded by thorns where the cares of the world chokes the word. Or if we endure, now we have gone from hearts that are hardened to hearts that are rocky, to hearts surrounded by thorns, to then hearts that the word of God has truly entered in and dwelt in and has begun to grow in and now bears fruit in. That's what the word of God wants to do. It's spread everywhere and it's finding a, trying to find a crack in, anybody, in, in any heart and it's going to go deeper and deeper. And as it goes deeper, it becomes more difficult for you and I. It becomes more difficult for that heart to allow the... the that water of the word of God to really dwell in there than to begin to bear fruit. But once it does, and once it bears fruit, the heart is so so softened, and it is so joyful, having received the word of God, 
that it begins to bear fruit very easily and very freely and very fruitfully. The way to do this, brothers and sisters, is by actually taking the word of God seriously. Oftentimes we say, God doesn't speak to us. God is quiet. He's silent. It's not really God that's silent, though. God has spoken, and God continues to speak. But do we listen? Do we read the Bible? Do we actually read the Word of God? Do we actually meditate on what God says on a daily basis, which is the duty of every Catholic in the world who reads Scripture as the words of God, the living words of God to you and me, God speaking to every one of us and telling us about himself, telling us about us, and telling us about his will. Do we do this? Do we have this practice of receiving the word of God and then responding to the word of God so that at every day we are dialoguing with God and allowing that word to dwell deeper and deeper in our hearts so that it becomes a gigantic tree? Amen.